We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the DGD Podcast. As always, Robert Reynolds, Juan Daniels, and for a special episode, guys, I don't know if you read the the title of the the show today, uh, but we have to have the 63 to 3 DGD because today we are talking why Georgia will, could, you could actually see Georgia win a game 63 to 3. If you're not familiar with it, let us explain. Let us explain. This has been a rolling thing since last season, guys, right? 63 DGD right down there. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Said against Florida, if I'm not mistaken, we're going to beat them 6-3-3. Did not happen. However, comma, it was definitely interesting take, and it's been going ever since, right? Ever, ever since. With that being said, before we start the show, guys, remember the show is brought to you by our friends over at Alumni Hall, local to Athens, ten minutes from campus. Go check out the store, right? Check out the store or online. They got all your licensed Georgia Bulldogs gear, accessories, all that. Nike, Columbia, Peter Millar, you name it, they got it. Give them a shout, alumnahall.com, or go to the store in Athens, folks. Go to the store. Hey, tell them DGD sent you, by the way. Just saying. Juan sent you there, too. Right? And speaking of Juan, also keep in mind, Juan will be in store live this, this upcoming Monday. This upcoming Monday, doing the show. Stop by. Say what's up. Check out the check out the store, get you something, and maybe even ask a question or two, and it might be on the show. Just gonna leave it there. Right? Just gonna leave it there for you. I'm looking forward to it. Juan, I'm pretty sure you're looking forward to it. Should be pretty interesting, right? Should be pretty interesting. Ought to be awesome. Absolutely. So this is where you get an opportunity to get your get your gear into so you can black out the bands. We're blacking out the bands. Uh, absolutely. Also our spike squad, right? The spike squad. We're partnering with the spike squad. Blackout the bins. Also, if you're on social media, you see every single day the countdown to kickoff uh, with the blackout the bins. 
make sure you wear black on September 3rd, whether you're at the bins, whether you're at home, at a tailgate, wherever, wear black, Spike Squad's asking for it, do them a favor, wear black, whether you're home or at the bins. That's all I'm going to say. And make sure you get it from Alumni Hall too, by the way. It's just good right there. Anyways, the hot topic of the day, gentlemen, the hot topic of the day, Will, why Georgia is going to win a game 63-3 uh, this season? None other than that. How about this? Let's let the 63-3 DGD start this thing off. Why will UGA win a game 63-3? This uh, Juan Daniels jersey is uh, making my So uh, let's see. Because our offense is going to be in my opinion. Our defense is not going to drop off that much. Um, because as brigade, you guys know too, Kirby rotates. So all those guys that didn't get drafted, that are, they got playing time last year, and they're still going to be uh, a force to be reckoned with, in my opinion, three uh, for the opponent. And uh, for us, I mean, with Eric Bowers, we got McConkey. Um, just what we're bringing in, the run game, these things, I think um, there's a couple scenarios where we could see a 63-3, see it against Sanford. I think we could see it against uh, Kent State, something like that. And, and I I think we could see it against Georgia Tech. Above and beyond all that, I'm always going to call it for Florida because it's freaking Florida and they're garbage. <laughs> Hashtag Gator Garbage. Mm, mm, mm. Gator garbage. <laughs> what was that, 63? I said hashtag make one laugh. Already got him giggling. <laughs> oh, oh, so you said make yes, one laugh. Indeed. All right, so so we're gonna do something real fast, gentlemen. Juan, this is news to you. We've we have officially launched we're gonna launch our exclusive campaign for the make one laugh again campaign so tune in and listen and watch one daniels really great guy really great listen make one laugh again right? if you don't do it you're wrong as i caught one off guard one even 60 uh oh we lost him uh oh <laughs> we lost him Juan will be back. Juan he's laughing will be too back. hard. Oh, so apparently he's laughing too hard. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <clears throat> we'll wait for Juan to come back in the meantime. So, Patrick, so you're saying that you could see Samford, you could see Kent State, even Georgia Tech perhaps, right? With that being said, if you had to choose one, which would it be? If you had to make your prediction for one, what would it be? I'd say Kent State. So Kent, Kent State. Fair enough. I think I think Kent State would be a good pick as well. I, I just think that Sanford is, is too good of a program to only throw up three points. Now, I don't see them scoring 10, 15, or anything like that. But I think they can get maybe seven or six, right? Uh, just being hypothetical, they're they're too good to, you know, let that happen per se. The, the Kent State game, I think, is very telling, right? I think that's the one game, in my opinion, that you'll see that. But you know, when you talk about Georgia Tech, think about what Georgia Tech had last year and what they lost this year. Right? Jameer Gibbs is arguably their best player, and now he's gone. He's gone now. It could get ugly for Jeff Collins, especially at the end of the season. If things aren't going their way, you know, team could give up, not saying they are or will, but you could see that. And then from there, right, who knows what could happen? You know, Georgia could be riding high into the into the off, you know, into the offseason. But I just don't see Georgia Tech because even with our depth, I don't think Kirby would drop 63 on on Georgia Tech like that. I think I would love to see it, but I, I just don't see see that. 45 to nothing last year, right? Yeah, I mean, completely agree. I mean, like I said, 
Georgia Tech might not even score another point again this year. In all honesty, they might not score another point. Um, but it, I, I'm with you. I think if I had to choose the logical 60-33 game, it would be Kent State. I just think that would be the case. Now, with that being said, let's talk a little bit more about why why we think the 60-33 game could take place. Uh, let's start on let's start on defense, right? I think the main topic of the offseason for Georgia has been what we lost, right? Georgia's not going to be the same. Why don't why don't I'm gonna let you start? Why why should Georgia fans not be worried about what we lost? First of all, in looking at what we lost, uh, we lost some very very key players. They're going to make an impact in the NFL. Uh, when you take Nickobe Dean, Jordan Davis, just kind of got guys out of the lineup that is going to leave a bit of a hole. But arguably the best player on that defense is still there and hit plus Ringo is still there plus Nolan Smith is plus we've added some more, more weapons I think the defense sure it will take some not going to take a drastic step in any way I mean my, my thoughts on this is you know from a defensive standpoint like I mean, yes, you lose all three of your linebackers. Yes, you lose Jordan Davis. You lose Devontae Wyatt, right? I get that. But in my opinion, the best line, the best lineman was a backup. Right. And now he's about to be a starter. Um, you know, not only that, right? I, I do understand that the you're going to have interest. It's going to be interesting, I should say, to see what comes up. Right with you know the production standpoint of how to replace Jordan Davis because you just don't find a, a 6'6", 350 pound human being and 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 lose him and then expect to be the same. So you know you're looking at guys like Tremel Walthour, Zion Logue. I think Zion Logue is going to have a really good season this year. But you're going to look at guys like Jalen Carter and Zion Logue, Tremel Walthour, right? All these guys. Um, and honestly, I think that is going to be the key there to see what happens as we welcome uh, Mr. Daniels back. Hey, what's going on? Sorry, sorry about that, y'all. Welcome for te hooray technical difficulties. So, Juan, what we were talking about in the meantime was, you know, I made a prediction saying that – made a prediction saying that Kent State would be the game that Georgia scores 63-3. That's the game. Which game – would you choose for this 6033 game to take place? And, and I'll let you even go further by explaining why you think it would be that way. I, I would say the same thing, the Kent State, either the Kent State game or the Georgia Tech game. And uh, here's why. Right, right now, you know, especially in this battle, recruits, this battle against Alabama, the battle against A&Ms of the world, as a recruit, from a recruit standpoint, as a player, you want to be a player that's going to, that's going to pile it up. That's completely dominant. And so Kirby had an opportunity to do that last year and he did it. It's no more of these, you know, taking some games off and, and, and being against a lot of these teams. It is, you know what, let's just go pedal to the metal. And uh, what, what better way to do it than to do it against, well, first and foremost, Kent State, but Georgia Tech, uh, man, I, I tell you what, that would be the, the perfect situation perfect scenario because you know georgia tech actually had a pretty decent recruiting year this past year so they had actually a decent 2022 class but you go and just absolutely pound them nobody's going to want to go to georgia tech Ooh. <clears throat> and also, so let me just tell you this also don't forget just not too long ago clemson beat them 70 to 7 just the year before the last, year before last, Clemson beat Georgia Tech seventy to seven. I forgot about that. Yes, they yeah, did. They did. Well, ain't that the one where the guy was legitimately sleeping in the stands in the, yeah. the bleachers? Yep, yep, yep. Yes, he was. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he was. So I, I agree with Patrick on that. With Georgia Tech being one, and then all of a sudden, you know, all also too. Don't forget about Gator garbage. You know that that's going to be the team that you really, really want to just absolutely obliterate and. Uh, you know, Billy Napier just kind of welcome him in with a great, you know, nice little 63 to three. That'd be that'd be perfect. 
as, as our uh, I'm, I'm gonna do our movie reference here um harlem nights i'm going harlem nights today uh don't take this ass personally personally <laughs> yeah uh, now kirby will make it personal it's okay he yeah. i mean i can't i can't be mad at it right just say i mean yeah. take it personal kirby beat them beat them like you, you know do what you need to do i'm just saying make them pay right make him make him regret taking the head coaching job at the florida gators i'm just gonna say that yeah like enjoy that, that, back to louisiana lafayette being happy you're back yeah that's right but i, I tell you what though patrick and i we we got uh we, we got cheated last year because vanderbilt was definitely going to be that 63 to 3 game I mean, it was like what 35 and a half you know, that, yes. that's one of the ones that you're supposed to absolutely obliterate. And so that we got cheated last year. Let's just hope that Kirby does not forsake us this year. Look, with my, my thoughts are this, right? One, you know, Kirby on a personal level. I'm just making assumptions and stuff. My thoughts are Kirby plays too nice at times. Like, with that being said, you come off a national title. And the funny thing about it is, and I think this is what he wants, there's no talk about Georgia and everything and, and basking in the glory right now. There's so much off like off the field drama and there's more pessimism and doubt in Georgia than there is optimism for what we just did. Like, it's like, you're not getting really any credit. I mean, you get credit, but not like you would think, right? In the past, you've seen all these other teams like, oh, you know, like just think about LSU, right? LSU, when they won the national title, no, the media could not stop talking about them for weeks and weeks and weeks. Dude, Josh Pate literally last night was talking about where is the Georgia love? And then he obviously goes in to explain you know, the things that I just said, right? You you hear the Saban-Jimbo drama, right? You hear all that, right? Their conference realignment. Georgia's on the back burner as a national champion, but they're still ranked. They're, they're expected to finish in the top three. Right, so you you expect Georgia to be in the playoffs? Why why are we not getting talked about enough? Right, like we, we don't have this. We don't have the glamour. So you look at the LSU team. They had Joe Burrow, you know, cool Joe, smoking cigars afterwards. You had those great wide receivers, Jamar Chase, you know, Jordan Jefferson. You had uh, Clyde, you know, Edwards, Elaire. These guys are going off to the NFL. You look at the Alabamas, the Mac Jones, the the the, the Tua's. Those are glamorous. Those are what they want to do. They, they want to showcase that we are blue collar guys. Stetson Bennett's not going to be your star. We didn't have a star running back. Even though we had Zeus, he was not considered a star running back. We didn't have a star wide receiver. We had a star tight end, but we just didn't have superstars. So we were just that blue collar smash mouth. And, and, and that's not necessarily what you're looking at is something you want to glorify. So think about too, you know, with, with as great as a defenses that we had think about that baltimore raven that had that unbelievable defense they went a a a, a championship and nobody really talked about them because you didn't have that offensive star power so when you're looking at these national championships and you're looking at teams are we're looking at they're looking at star power so think about it you're looking at these top quarterbacks you've got bryce young you've got cj stroud you've got, got all these guys nowhere is stetson bennett and he's probably the most efficient quarterback that you're have. He's going to be one of those guys that you want to team, but he's not flashy enough. Georgia is not flashy enough. So when we go and repeat and have a second national championship, you're not going to have a choice but to. Uh, see, my thing is, I understand why media folks want to do this, right? Because it drives clicks. But when you have Stetson toward, you know, as the 10th quarterback, you talk about the efficiency, right? Like you're, you're looking at guys like Will Levis, Hendon Hooker, right? Obviously Bryce, I understand Bryce, I get it. You're looking at a guy like Jackson Dart that comes into Ole Miss, hasn't played a snap at Ole Miss, and it's based off of a eh type career so far at USC to be better. What that tells me is you're just betting off of athleticism and, and just everything else. What Same I see on the field last year, yeah, like I, I, Rattler's the best quarterback they've seen in quite some time outside of maybe Connor Shaw or Steven Garcia. But what I'm trying to say is this. We have to understand the context that Spencer Rattler 
basically lost his job at Oklahoma and you're expecting him to come to South Carolina with less, I guess you could say less weapons and produce in a harder conference. Not saying it's impossible, not, not because we know that changes of scenery can be huge for people, not going to lie. But there's a lot of expectations there, right? And now you have to, you know, deliver in a harder conference, you know, things like that. So with that being said, you know, I'm looking at it in a sense of I'm not saying that I understand they're looking from a talent's perspective, but when I look at production, why has Stetson been at not top three? I mean, Hendon Hooker with the stats, I get it, right? Like he's he's a good fit for that offensive high, and with Hypo, I'm just saying. Why is he not in the upper half at least, right? Yeah. If you're going if you, because yeah. if, you know, th- think about this, you know, and, and, and I'm, I'm going to go back and, you know, with a save by the bell. They're looking at for the Zach Slaters, the Zach Morris and the AC Slater. And you look at Stetson Bennett, you know, he's this the unassuming guy. Well, he's not, you know, he's not super cool. Like, look at JT Daniels. JT Daniels had that swag, right? He had the, you know, the the uh, Johnny Depp look, you know, the short pants, the sunglasses, and he had that Hollywood style quarterback look. I'll promise you this. If JT Daniels was the quarterback when we won that national championship, we would have a lot more hype. It would have been a lot more glorified. It would have been a lot flashier, but because it was Stetson Bennett, that just was not the case. I don't ever don't think there's another way to put it. Like, I think it's because Stetson, I feel like people got it wrong coming out of high school, right? Like just because his measurables aren't what you would expect, right? Like it doesn't put the fact that he, we see what he's able to do on the field, right? Going back all the way to the Rose Bowl prep, that's when people started really making a name out of Stetson is really understanding it, right? You look at all those guys, on that Rose Bowl winning team, right, that that played in the national and everything like that, they will give him heaps and heaps of praise because they prepped for Baker. He he was their Baker Mayfield in practice, and he did it so well that we ended up winning the game. Like, it's, it's just baffling to me, right? It really is because I look at it as they got it wrong. Like, the, the recruiting services – People overlooked him so much. They got it wrong. The dude is productive. He's actually athletic. He, he's not. He's not your California swag kid, right? I mean, wearing your, you know, wearing your, you know, all this other stuff. I get it, right? Wearing turtlenecks and shit like that. I get it. But my man on the field wins ball games. That's, and I feel like he's proven so many people wrong that they don't want to give him any more spotlight because then it just brings out the fact that, Hey, we were wrong about this guy. Yeah. It well, might be. Look, you had a lot of Georgia fans that were upset that JT Daniels did not get to play. And yet you have a guy that's been efficient. He's leading the team down the field. He's doing the right things. And again, he's very athletic, has a lot of mobility, got himself out of a lot of situations, a lot of jams, made some great runs, made some great throws off of scrambles. And yet you still had people that were crying that JT Daniels was not in there. And I I think from a bittersweet standpoint, I mean, they wanted, you know, they wanted to look at that SEC championship loss as, hey, this is because we have Stetson Bennett, not JT Daniels. You go to the national championship and everybody was still just kind of on edge. And it's like we win the national championship, but then you still are sitting there with your arms crossed, like just kind of upset about, you know. (laughs) That that is what baffles me. That's what baffles me. Yep. Yep. This is this is why I feel like our fan base is the most entitled fan base at times. Not saying I'm not I'm not saying I'm not singling out anyone in specific. I'm not saying everyone. But there is a good chunk of our fan base that are way too entitled. Way too entitled. You're not happy after winning a national championship, first time in 41 years, you're not happy because the right quarterback didn't win you a national title. Do you see how how shitty that sounds, Juan? Yeah. Like, you wanna, like you're wanting to focus on quarterback. 
that quarterback, it, it, it makes it more interesting when you have a former walk-on quarterback win you a national title. Not this prestige five-star that comes in with the expectations of winning you a national, by the way. Not when a former walk-on turned JUCO comes on scholarship and shows everybody without any practice reps in the offseason, by the way, comes in, leads your team to a national championship. And I'll tell you what, anybody that wants to throw up this, well, the defense won this championship. Guess what? Nicobe Dean didn't throw that fucking touchdown pass to Brock Bowers. Did he? No. A.D. Mitchell. So we're just going to say Jordan Davis threw that touchdown pass too? No. Guess what? Somebody had to make the plays on offense. And guess who that man was? Who distributed the ball to Brock Bowers and A.D. Mitchell? Who handed the ball off to Zeus, James Cook, Kendi McIntosh, and Kendall Milton? Stetson motherfucking Bennett. That's who. The mailman. He delivered, and yet you're still sitting there. You're entitled because it's not the right person that you wanted. Well, here, here's – Come on, guys. Do here, that. Here's, here's what you really have to look at, right? And, and this just kind of shows you kind of who you are. Uh, you, you have a guy, JT Daniels, who transferred from USC to Georgia. And for whatever reason, he did not get back into the game. And, uh, you know, was Georgia his first choice? It wasn't. USC was, right? You've got a guy, Stetson Bennett, who loves Georgia. He walked on at Georgia, left, went to JUCO, could have gone anywhere and probably walked on again or had an opportunity. And where did he choose to be? He chose to be at Georgia. He dealt with so much scrutiny, so much hatred last year. And guess what? He's still here because he loves Georgia more than he loves, you know, the fact that you've got people that don't care for him being our quarterback. And that is just amazing to me. You know, when you've got a guy who loves this university, that's the guy that you want. Not some flashy guy that's maybe looking to be in the portal. You got JT Daniels again. He's not getting his way. Something's going on. He's not a Georgia guy. George, he does not bleed red and black. Stetson Bennett truly bleeds red and black. Just look at his journey. Yep. That's that's all you can say is yeah. <laughs> I mean, trying to keep it simple, right? Uh, I, I just it just still baffles me, man. It really does. I, I don't understand this hate for Stetson Bennett because he showed you efficiency without any prep preparation. So now you've got preparation. What do you? I mean, my expectations are getting higher, right? Yeah. I'm not going to say that. You're not going to have to necessarily rely on the defense as much as you did last year. You can't do that in my opinion, but I expect that that decrease in production from the defense that you might lose to be upped or evened out by the offensive efficiency going up. Right. And, and tying it back in, that is why I think you can see a 60 33 game genuinely happen because you have Stetson Bennett playing efficient and with our weapons, right? You've got four tight ends. Good luck guarding them. You've got A.D. Mitchell outside. You've got, you know, guys like, um, you know, Kiaris Jackson. You've got Lad McConkey. You've got, <clears throat> excuse me, you've got all, you know, all these names. Yeah. All of them. Backs out of the backfield. Yeah. So I'm telling you, it's coming. It really is coming. Okay. Georgia will win a game by 60 points. Let's just be honest. I, I think you see that. Now, I think it'll be interesting, one. Um, you know, obviously, if you look at the schedule, you have – well, you start off with Oregon, then you go uh, Sanford. Listen, the reason why I'm not saying Sanford's going to be this right here, and I understand what they did last year to Florida, and I loved it. I loved it. They're not going to do that to us, in my right. opinion. But I still respect them enough to think that they that won't happen. I don't see us beating them by 60 points. So, then obviously you've got South Carolina and Willie B. That's going to be interesting because it's going to be hot in Columbia yeah. at noon. That's yes. going to be rough. That's going to be rough. 
But yeah. then you can sit there. At least a little bit better production at, at, at quarterback. They had some great receivers last year. They just didn't have a quarterback to the ball to them, and obviously they didn't have a great line. So that 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 made life difficult for them. But I, I'll be interested to see how well Spencer Rattler does uh, this up this upcoming year. Um, and also, too, you know what? I, I wouldn't be surprised if Kirby comes out and does a 63-3 on Samford just to make a statement. And, and, and if I'm going to make a statement, that's the game I'm going to make a statement, just to say we are not Florida. As Patrick says, we are not hashtag Gator garbage. <laughs> like we are the University of Georgia. And so, um, you know, whatever you were hoping for, whatever dreams, you know, we're going to go ahead and smash them right now and hang this 63 uh, points up on you. Um, I'm fine. Uh, I want to see a 60-point win like that. I really do. I really do. I'm I, I, I telling you right now, if we go out and do that to Sanford, holy shit. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Just wow. Because everybody, you know, how easy was it to sit there and look at Florida and be like, God, y'all really are down bad from standpoint that last year, right? They were celebrating by with a 70 point, you know, they scored 70 points. That's great. So you're celebrating, but but Sanford dropped 55, I think it was, on you. In your house. In your house. Yeah. In your house. Yeah. Why are you sitting there celebrating? Because one, if I'm not mistaken, even back in the even those days when you were playing. If some team like that come in and drop 55 and y'all won, I guarantee you there wouldn't be a happy smile on anybody's face. Not a single one. We would probably have to run after the game. You know, if, if, if we let a team like that score 55 points on us, let trust me, we're probably running after the game. Actually, before the I, – I could see the coach just calling a timeout and said, everybody line up on the 50 and let's just start running. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what we should do. Yeah. After post-game gassers would be pain in the ass. Or yes. stadium, stadium steps, probably. Yeah, stadium steps. Yeah, nah. If we didn't have that kind of stadium stuff. Like, <laughs> we had gassers. Yeah. I, I, don't miss, I don't miss those. I don't. <laughs> now, so, I wanna, my thing is this, right? Like, I'm not going to get too far involved with this because we have a lot. Like, obviously, we've got our enemy intel, right? So, if you're not familiar with this, our enemy intel series is coming up. And basically from the 22nd to the end of the season, you're going to see insiders from different teams, all these opponents that we have outside of Sanford and Kent State, come on and kind of prep us for the team, right? For the, you know, in their, you know, their specific team, respective team, I guess you say. Looking at it this way, I'm not trying to discredit Sanford, Kent State, but I'm going to discredit Georgia Tech because fuck Georgia Tech, that's why. I want to see us do it on Georgia Tech. Like, I think I would be genuinely giddy, like a schoolgirl, if we dropped a 60-point blowout on them. And I'm telling you, I thought we were going to get 63-3 on them. Like, I, you know, like, especially uh, Vanderbilt, too. Vanderbilt could be that one, too. But I want to yeah. sit on Georgia Tech. I think it would be – you talk about a robbery. Listen, anybody that thinks the Georgia-Georgia Tech thing is still a robbery, let us drop a, let us drop a 63-3 on, on Georgia Tech. I'm telling you right now, that's a nail in the coffin to show this rivalry's been dead. Yeah. I'm sorry for the traditionalists. I understand the past. I respect the past. Hit rivalry's dead. If that happens, rivalry's dead. Ain't no coming back from that. Why do I think Clemson, like why do I think when Clemson did what they did to Georgia Tech? Ain't no coming back from that. Nope. Ain't no it's a yearly ass whipping at that point when they play. That's just what it is. So, you know, so, Kirby owes, ironically, Kirby okay, owes 63 and Patrick, he owes us 63-3. I'm sorry. I mean, he just he... – When I need you to go down in between the hedges and go to Kirby's office and be like, hey, look, the guys on the DGD podcast said, look, I need you to drop 63 points on Georgia Tech just because oh, yeah. of Georgia Tech. Yeah. And, and, then I want you, and then I want you to go because if I'm not mistaken, we go to Bobby Dodd this year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. With that being said, Coach Kirby Smart, I want you to drop 63-3 on them, right? Beat them 63-3, and then go to an Atlanta Waffle House and take a picture with your cup. Just saying. <laughs> That's a celebratory. Yes. House. That's a good one. 
Like I know I know that, Kirby likes the steaks and stuff like that. I, I can't be mad, but listen. That that, that takes clean no fashion hate to a whole new level. It's, yes. it's not so clean anymore. That's just that, that just that's, that, that, that makes Jeff Collins irrelevant <laughs> even more. Right? Yeah. Sure listen, I, I'm just saying now if see this is why I wish God, this is why I wish Gus was still at Auburn, man. This is why I wish Gus was still at Auburn because go beat him in Jordan Hare, right? Now it ain't gonna happen. Gus wouldn't let that score happen. But yeah, yeah it's always fun to sit there and go to Waffle House after a damn right, Auburn loss, or after after an Auburn win, or see Gus go after an Auburn loss. You know what I mean? Like yeah, come on, that'd just be funny to see. Don't don't slip sleep on Auburn game too. That that could be Auburn is in shambles right now. They are in absolute shambles. They had a horrible recruiting class. Their team just hands down is just really bad. If if we could get the ball rolling against them and do a 60-33 in Jordan Hare, because I don't think anybody's ever scored that many points in Jordan Hare. So I, I'd, I'd love to see something like that happen. I think it would be very interesting. I, my thing is, I just feel like Jordan Hare is on a voodoo graveyard, and it won't allow it to happen. Like, the voodoo gods won't allow it to happen. I, I'm being dead serious when I say this. Like, yeah. listen, if you don't understand what I'm saying, and you don't understand that Jordan Hare is a, a cursed voodoo graveyard, I, I swear to God there's a graveyard underneath it or something, explain to me how in two separate games in three weeks you have the prayer at Jordan Hare followed up by the kick six. Two of the most iconic plays, period. Crazy. Literally back-to-back home games. Yeah. Explain that to me. With with not so much of a great Auburn team. I mean, that, that wasn't a great team. I mean, they had, you know, they had one good running back and then the quarterback who used to be a cornerback, a cornerback, defensive back at Georgia, goes to Auburn to be the quarterback. Probably one of the most craziest things I've ever seen. And then he. He ends up he ends up winning, you know, throwing a pass. And it was, wasn't even a great just, you know, the guy just tried to intercept it or tip it and right in his hands. Crazy. Just crazy. Like you couldn't write that shit up again and let it have unfold again the same way. Like, <laughs> you no, you just never can't. Just can't. Like I'll tell you what though. Since yeah. since we talking about iconic plays, I'm gonna go back because fuck the gators, this is why. Jarvis Jones. That strip, that strip fumble. And oh yeah, touchback to seal that game. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Nah, I'm listen. I, I, I'm we hitting a reminiscent. We we going back and reminiscing for a little bit, but <clears throat> yeah, obviously with the sixty three to three, obviously within the brigade and things like that, right? Like we we've been talking about this for a while, right? At first, it was kind of one of those things that was kind of a joke, but like legitimately, the more you sit here and think about it and all the context around the Georgia program right now, I think you could honestly see that. Like, because you're think about it. Another thing that we haven't really brought up is on paper, our schedule looks kind of weak. If I'm not, if you want to be honest. And with that being said, Georgia's expected to dominate everybody. That's how you make a statement. Go drop 60 points, win by 60 points. That's how you do it. If 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 Kirby decides, you know, and, and not to have that that Nick Saban mentality, but to have that Steve Spurrier mentality, watch out because Steve Spurrier would put seventy on you in a minute, and then if you got mad, he'd be like, "That's not my job to stop scoring. It's your defense's job to stop yeah. up." Right? See, that's that's the thing. Like th- this whole, I don't even know how to explain. It. It's like an unwritten rule that people want to sit there and, and thump at you. But you shouldn't be scoring that much. You yeah. shouldn't be. You shouldn't be sitting there having that poor ass defense on the field. That's yeah. your problem, not mine. And, and that was um, game. I, I think that was game. Rick's problem. Mark Rick was a he was a gentleman's coach. You know, he was gentleman. You know, and he would not run it up, and he would not do these different things. But it, it had he run the score up like he could, those second, third guys are getting all this experience. And again, you're never having to rebuild. You're just reloading, and you're having first. So sorry, you're having second, third string guys playing against first string tough opponents. And when you have, everybody is just going, 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 and that's what Alabama's done year after year after year. Because when they beat us in that first national championship, 2000, 
who made the plays, they were all freshmen. They were all freshmen. Two was a freshman. Waddle was a freshman. Judy was a freshman. Devontae uh, Smith. Yeah, yeah. Devontae Smith, Devontae Smith was a freshman. But guess what? They were beating teams so bad throughout the year that they were able to go in there and play and play more and more and more and more. So once Kirby gets that type of mentality, which I think he showed a lot of flashes of it last year, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you what, uh, you know, hopefully 63-3 will be something that's common that we should expect out of the Georgia to strike fear uh, to the point where, again, you don't, don't want to see them on your schedule. You don't even want to have to deal with them. Right. You know, who you playing against Georgia in the national championship? I mean, we're right there at that doorstep anyway. But, like, even going back into the COVID year in 2019, we never had that statement game, if you think about it. Like, at COVID, you remember the COVID year, we had what we won, was it, uh, I forgot who it was, but we won, like, 49. I mean, that may have been the Georgia Tech game or something. I just I get them confused. But, like, when you score 50 points, all you need to score is 50 points. And that's a statement game. That's a statement win, unless you're fucking Florida. <laughs> but it's also a statement win for them in a bad way. Right. At right. that point. You know, so, what, I mean, and being all serious from a Georgia perspective, make more, right? Like, I, I think Kirby's getting that mentality through, and obviously with, with, with his players in here in full effect now. Establish that mentality, right? He's keep chopping wood, right? You know, keep chopping wood. Don't chop the wood. Chainsaw that bitch up. Let's go. I want right. to go fast. I want to go physical. I want to just dominate. He talks about dominate. I'm talking 50 points. You know, I would love to see 50 points multiple games because that's domination, right? When you score 45 and you score 48, 49, sure. And when you look at the other score, that's domination. But what – but tell me – did that 49 nothing game stand out to you in any way, Juan? What about if it was 55 nothing? Oh, or yeah. 60 to nothing? 63 to nothing? Big time. That statement. That statement. 70 to 7. That's a statement. That yeah. is a dominating statement. That's what yeah. Georgia should be doing. And they can do that. They can do that. Never, and they should. Like, be. I don't. But let's pile it on. Let's pile it on. And, and that's what. That's what we should do because I can promise. And 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 when going out there playing these games, if the roles could reverse, if Georgia Tech could score sixty-three points, I can guarantee they would do it and probably be calling timeouts with the opportunity to try to score more. So if you know that these teams would do this to you, you should automatically just go up there and absolutely just punish them. I agree. Six to three. What do you say? I I agree. Um, don't don't you know, chop the wood, burn the boats. We're not coming back. Just play it like to see it. We're gonna destroy you. And, and if so, if if it's so happy tech or Auburn, like we're talking about this and the other, once it's all said and done. Walk over to the opposing head coach at 50-yard line in midfield. Yeah, how'd that ass whooping feel? By the way, <laughs> get the yeah. ring. Yes, sir. Kiss the ring, bitch. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I mean, I mean, if if we're if we're having fun kissing the ring, I'm telling you right now. I want to see a unity slap. All right. I want to see a unity slap to somebody. Unity. Unity. <laughs> I need I need that. I need that energy. That energy yeah. right there is what yes, I my, Speaking of kissing the ring, we, we gotta keep this going because I got more fingers or rings to go on my fingers. Just saying. You know what? Chubbs is looking down on you right now, pissed off <laughs> with that fake hand of his. <laughs> <laughs> At least, you, at least you got the Gator. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. That's right. He got the Gator. It's always good to get the Gator, no matter what scenario. <laughs> I mean, as Bishop says, hashtag kiss the ring. Yes. Absolutely. We're, we're going to make it a thing. We're going to make it right. a thing. Listen, I'm telling you right now, 
I'm going to say it. I already said it once. I'm going to say it again. This is a public service announcement. Coach Kirby Smart, the Georgia Bulldogs football coach, head coach for that matter, dropped 63 points on our friends down in Atlanta. And then please do yourself a favor and take that coaching staff to the nearest Waffle House. Please do. Because I want the social media team on that all day. Because I'm telling you right now, we've, and we've, and obviously, in all seriousness, we've talked about how this rivalry is kind of just bland. It's kind of like, I hate to say, it, but I mean, whatever. Clemson, South Carolina is basically much of the same. It's just been domination, right? Like, not depending on how you look at it, what I'm saying is you want to spice shit back up. The last thing that's spicy about this rivalry was George Pickens' fight. And even then, yeah. he threw up, the guy got threw up against the wall and got bodied like they always yeah. do. Yeah. Make it spicy, yeah, yeah, Kirby. Yeah. Make it spicy. Piss yeah. off Jeff Collins. See what he'll do. Get it, you know, get them workouts in before the game too over there on Bobby on Bobby Dot Stadium. You know what I mean? Like that that still that shit makes no damn sense. No. If you had all week to work out, why are you working out right before? Like yeah. The only only just, problem with this is uh, you know, you'll take a look at a South Carolina Clemson and every blue moon Carolina would win. Historically, back in the past, every Georgia Tech would win. I'm, it's not going to happen probably in the next 20 years. I don't see, I don't see Georgia Tech beating Georgia in the next 20 years. Georgia's going to beat I themselves mean, before Georgia Tech beats not, Georgia. Yeah, not even a slip up, not even a game uh, overtime. It, it is going to be complete, complete domination. Now that Kirby, when we talked about it last year, once they won this national championship, it's over. The recruits, they're going to get the recruits they want. You know, it's, 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 you know, Georgia Tech recruits who they can, we want. And, and, and then they can have whoever else, you know, is, 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 is left over. And whoever else is left, that's left over is not going to be able to compete with, with who Georgia's going to have. No doubt about that. All right, guys, let's wrap this thing up for the day. Listen, we, we, we talked ad nauseum at this point. It's coming. A 63-3 win, the, the prophecy will be fulfilled, okay? It's coming, and I think it's coming this season at, at the behest of somebody, right? Yes. We've named it. With that being said, obviously that's enough for today. Remember, Juan will be in the store at Alumni Hall July 18th, noon to 1. Go in, say what's up, check out the store, get you something nice for yourself, for your family, whatever, and stop out and listen. Maybe you even read a comment live, Juan. If we have some people asking questions or comments, we'll take your comments and questions. That's what we're here for. So obviously go check them out. And listen, if you're not able to make it to Alumni Hall store personally, check them out online. That's alumnihall.com, right? Check them out. Uh, and Juan, also, for the brigade purposes, for brigade purposes, let's continue to make Juan laugh again, right? Hashtag Juan fan club. Hashtag Juan fan club. Right, I'm, it, listen, it's it's a it's a it's a full blown campaign at this point. That's yeah. all I'm gonna say. Look, period. I, I got I got enough that we can make a whole damn show of just me talking and trying to make one laugh. <laughs> I don't know, but I got a pretty dang good feeling. Listen, you've got the giggle of the gods. Yeah, right I, top right. Because Patrick is always consistent. He always hits me with something, and I'm so over here just dying laughing. <laughs> Got to say though, I said it on the Twitter. I, I didn't say it last week in the chat, but that one last thing, I got to give a shout out to my girl Tanil from the West Coast because she, she's the one that gave me and made the, the Mechie and Williams comment earlier, and I, I was just sitting oh, like in the bushes like a sniper waiting. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was on time. That was that was hands down the best one yet. Nah, we, you know what though? What really brought up the 63-3 situation back up? Tell us about your story. Tell us about your story. Oh, the golf story. <laughs> I was uh, uh, playing PGA five with my kids the other night, and I shot around them. 63 I had three eagles and my wife um, most of you guys have heard of battling leukemia um, throw out a hashtag just believe for Amy if you if you guys don't she said 
she saw that 63 and three Eagles. She says, isn't there a, a, a DG bond have over that, over those numbers? I was like, yep, there sure is. You can't make. It's just small things that are coincidental. Yeah. You can't make that up. <laughs> you can't make it up. That Speaking of that's damn good golf numbers right there. Damn. That's good. Right. Yeah. I couldn't do it in real life. Not even close. <laughs> Hell, not even close. Not, not even close. close. Not even close. All right, guys, we're going to wrap this thing up. I had to let that story be known. Listen, Monday, come in hot and heavy. Ask your questions. I think we're going to talk about media days. I think media days are starting up Monday. So I think what we're going to do is just preview media days, right? Preview media days and go from there. Because there's a lot of shit that people are going to be bringing up. And I know for a fact, I know for a fact, yeah. Jimbo and Saban are going to be talk of the town. And what better way to sit there? Maybe even see another rental tramp. By who, who knows? Who knows? Right? <laughs> Don't get me started with Jim's Jimbo. Don't get me started with him. Yeah. Anyways, remember if you're if you're able to around lunch, take your lunch, go hang out at Alumni Hall for a couple minutes. Stop by, see one, ask us a question. We'll hop on and and we'll take your questions live. Juan will take them and we'll discuss them and have a good old time. Right? Have a good old time. Yes, sir. Uh, obviously. Outside of that, remember, check out Alumni Hall. That's alumnahall.com or the store in Athens, right? And Brigade, I know you're out there listening, watching. Whenever you're on social media, make sure you tag one fan club, hashtag one fan club, right? Make one laugh again. It, it, listen, I mean, it was poised, but it just, it happened again. It, yeah. it, listen, we'll get there. There's yeah. going to be one episode where Juan doesn't laugh. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. The problem is I think the only way he's not going to laugh is if we lose a game. Yeah, uh, that's that's, true. That's the problem. We're really upset about that. Maybe I just talk to Juan for like three hours and just constantly throw jabs until he's just numb and doesn't think anything. (laughs) So you're just going to serenade his ears with (laughs) trash talk. I love it. Yeah. Anyways, guys, we're going to wrap this thing up. Have a great Friday. Enjoy your weekend. Come back ready Monday, same time, same place. We talking live, we're talking media days, and it's getting ready for the unofficial start of the college football season. Patrick, Juan, have a great Friday. Go dogs, guys. Yep. Hashtag kiss the ring. Go dogs. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.